0: Hey y'all, it's Rachel from Smarter Teaching, here to share a latte and give you all the tools you'll need to work smarter, not harder, in your classroom. Welcome back, readers, teachers, bibliophiles. I'm still chugging away towards my 2019 reading goal, a modest 24 books for the whole year, but seriously, I've already read more books in the last six months than probably in the last three years. So it feels okay to me that I'm only going to read 24 books and it's not like I'm going to stop reading if I hit 24 books, but I'd rather say 24 and read like, you know, 36 than say 36 and only read 27. Um... I'm currently right on pace. I've completed five books and I'm reading my sixth book right now. I'm not a hundred percent sure if I'll have it finished by the end of March, but it should be close enough. We're traveling this weekend. We have a long flight early in April. So if I don't have it finished before um, our trip home, then I'm sure that some nice quality airplane time will help me finish that book and get back on track. Um, Today I am reviewing the two books that I read since our last third Thursday, The Naturalist and A Dangerous Fortune. The first book I read was The Naturalist by Andrew Maine. I would group this book as a mystery, like murder mystery, crime, blah blah blah, that type of deal. Um, it has an average rating of just a touch over four stars on Goodreads and it was published in October 2017. It's um, available via Kindle as well as, I assume, at your local library. I personally read this um, by using Kindle Unlimited. So it was just included in like the flat rate you pay for Kindle Unlimited per month. So the official review on The Naturalist is this. Professor Theo Cray is trained to see patterns where others see chaos. So when mutilated bodies found deep in the Montana woods leave the cops searching blindly for clues, Theo sees something they missed, something unnatural, something only he can stop. As a computational biologist, Theo is more familiar with digital code and microbes than the dark arts of forensic sleuthing. But a field trip to Montana suddenly lands him in the middle of an investigation into the bloody killing of one of his former students. As more details and bodies come to light, the local cops determine that the killer is either a grizzly-gone rogue or Theo himself. Racing to stay one step ahead of the police... Theo must use his scientific acumen to uncover the killer. Will he be able to become as cunning as the predator he hunts before he becomes its prey? Guys, I was all in on this book. I was super into the premise, nerdy science dude, solving crimes. He's the only one who knows what's going on because it's science, y'all. Science. I don't think we're reading enough about science, but I was it was cool. I was really into like the whole bend of this guy's a scientist solving the crimes because he has this like unique perspective slash ability set, but the end y'all and I knew, know that I really hit beneath a scarlet sky hard last month for its ending. But you, you as an author take us on a journey with you when we read your books, right? So this, the adventure, it, it's our adventure too. And it's so disappointing when it falls flat. I feel not personally victimized. Like this isn't mean girls, but I, I hate when you read a book and then you get to the very end and you're like, yes, yes. And then the end is like, uh, I find that super disappointing. This is also moderately a problem of my own making. I have always, as a reader, had a terrible habit of looking ahead. Not reading ahead, but just looking ahead. Like, how many more pages are in this chapter? How many more pages are in this book? Whatever. That kind of thing. So, like, it started when I was a little kid and my parents would be like, lights out, and I wanted to keep reading. So I would say, like, oh, okay, and pretend that I was turning out my lights. But, like, really, you know, I had five pages left in this chapter, so I was just going to read to the end of the chapter or whatever. So I would always look, like, how many pages until the next chapter, how many pages until, like, the next chunk of book, whatever. So as I was reading The Naturalist, I i mean, I was reading it on my Kindle, so I don't have page numbers, but, you know, a Kindle shows you the per- total percent of the book that you've read. So as I'm reading this book and we're in, like, the peak of the action and they are they know who the guy is that committed all these murders and they're going after him and there's, like, this aggressive fight slash, I don't know, not really a battle that feels a little, like a little over the top, but I mean, there's a lot of action at the very end of the book. And as I'm, as I'm toggling through pages, it's like, I'm, I feel like there should be so much more story. And I can see at the bottom that it's like 95%, 97%, 98%. And I'm like, how can I be 98%? There definitely is more book to read. And so I feel like as I was, as the action is building, I was also feeling this tension. Like there can not, like this book cannot be ending because I have so many questions that are definitely not answered yet. So I felt like we were like peeking, 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 like getting to like the t- tip top peak of the action in this book. And it's like 99% and then boom, it's just books over the end. That's it. Thanks for reading. We'll see you next time. <laughs> um, At the end, we know that they get the guy, like, they get the criminal, and that the main character, Theo, is fine. He makes it through the book, and so does his love interest, but that's kind of all we know. They don't really say how they got the guy. They don't really say what happens to him after, like, does he go to jail? Does he escape? Um... Do, do they find more bodies that he um, that he had murdered before all of this? Um, so I felt like when I read this book, I had a lot of questions at the end. I will also say that this, when I started this book, um, I did not know that it was part of a series, but apparently it is. Um, this is the first of four books about this same. Professor Theo Cray, who's like this, you know, nerdy science guy solving crimes. Um, So I didn't know that this was part of a series and I have not read any of the subsequent books. Um, I would read the second book. I'm sort of hoping in my mind that maybe book two picks up like right at the very end of the first book. And so maybe all of the questions that we have at the end of the first book are answered at the beginning of book two, um, but I have not read book two, so I can neither confirm nor deny that. Overall, I really, really liked this book. I was really into the different bend on the murder mystery. Um, this guy, I mean, he's He throughout the whole book, he uses basically science and these different, like, science systems to solve, well, not to, I mean, to solve the crimes, obviously, but also to locate all these bodies that have been hidden for years, like They find the first body by looking for a combination of plants growing in the soil together that aren't growing together anywhere else. I just thought it was really cool, and I was really into it. But seriously, guys, the end, it killed me. I was so into it. I felt like the action was building, 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 building. And then all of a sudden, I turned to the next page, and it was like acknowledgments. It was a, the end was a letdown. I was ready to give this book like four, four or and a half stars, but I ultimately only gave it three just because I truly felt personally victimized by the ending. Like not trying, that, it really got me that ending. Um, and like I said, it is part of a series. So it's possible that book two catches up right where, or picks up right where book one ends. But because I haven't read book two, I can, you know, neither confirm nor deny that, but I would recommend this book to a friend, especially if you are yourself a scientist or even a hobby scientist, or if you're really into like murder mystery type books, even if you're not, I mean, murder mystery is not my number one genre, but I, like I said, really, really enjoyed the book, but that end, I would recommend it to a friend if you're looking for, it was a quick read too. It's um, only like 300, I think it says 382 pages. So it wasn't hard to read. It didn't take a lot of time. I think I read it over a weekend. So if you're taking a trip, if you're going to be in the car, if you just want a quick book to read, this would be a good one. And I would definitely recommend it to a friend. I encourage you to read it. And maybe knowing you can be a little more prepared and maybe the end won't devastate you the same way that it devastated me. The second book I read this past month was A Dangerous Fortune by Ken Follett. This book is much older. It was published in 1994, so it's already like 25 years old. Um, So it's available via Kindle. Um, I'm sure it's at your library. I actually read it Um, I finally figured out how to connect my Kindle to the library, so that's how I read this book, and I really feel like now that I've connected my Kindle to my local library, I honestly feel unstoppable. Like, I will always have a book to read, and I will never feel sad again in my life. Um, This book also has four stars. I know that's kind of crazy, but that's how I feel. Um, This book also has, like, just a touch over four stars on Goodreads, um, and has more but has overall i'm sorry more reviews but the official um summary is this in 1866 tragedy strikes at the exclusive windfield school a young student drowns in a mysterious accident involving a small circle of boys. The drowning in its aftermath initiates a spiraling circle of treachery that will span three decades and entwine many loves. From the exclusive men's club and brothels that cater to every dark desire of London's upper classes to the dazzling ballrooms and mahogany-paneled suites of the manipulators of the world's wealth, Ken Follett conjures up a stunning array of contrasts. This breathtaking novel portrays a family splintered by lust, bound by a shared legacy, men and women swept toward a perilous climate where greed, fed by the shocking truth of a boy's death, must be stopped. Or not just one man's dreams, but those of a nation will die. A little grandiose, but that's kind of how um, Ken Follett's books are. I picked up this book because um, (laughs) actually I gave my husband another one of his books, Fall of Giants, for his birthday because I love to give people books. And um, I had a reserved, like, several other books from the library, but was, like, crazy low on the list, like, number 452 for, like, three copies, so I'm, like, cool, I'll read that book in 2020, <laughs> um, but Hubs was reading Fall of Giants, and I was, like, oh, I remember I really enjoyed reading Pillars of the Earth, like, 10 or 15 years ago whenever I read it, Um So I'll see if anything from Ken Follett is available, like for my Kindle from the library. And A Dangerous Fortune was, and I felt like this seemed like a pretty reasonable book, so I decided to um, give it a try. A Dangerous Fortune is, as most of Ken Follett's books are, very long, it's just under six hundred pages, so it is not a beach read or a light read. Like you, I mean, you don't have to like invest in it, but it's not going to be like the type of book where you take a quick week weekend trip and finish your book in like a day and a half. Um, so it's not, it's not a, um, it's not a light read. It's not a read, but I really enjoy his books. Um, The first book of his that I read was Pillars of the Earth and an embarrassing, moderately embarrassing, but totally true confession is that when I was in college, I watched Oprah almost every single day. (laughs) And I also read a lot of Oprah's book club books. And I remember I picked this book up Pillars of the Earth. Sorry, I picked up Pillars of the Earth after he had been on Oprah's show, like, and it became a book club, uh, one of her book club books, Um, because, I mean, Oprah has some good book ideas. So I really enjoyed Pillars of the Earth, and I definitely think that that I don't think I enjoyed it more than a dangerous fortune. Um, But uh, Pillars of the Earth is from what I've like read about his uh, Ken Follett as an author and like his books, Pillars of the Earth was kind of like uh, his not like peak, but um, it kind of he's because he's been an author for a very long time, but that was like his most sexy book. Like he was got like m- his most well known book is Pillars of the Earth. Um, I have read some criticism of A Dangerous Fortune. That it's a lot like other Ken Follett books. It's a little formulaic. um, But I think that that is true of. That is frequently true or sometimes true of authors who have written many books over many years. And it wasn't something that felt that like felt bothersome to me as I was reading. I wasn't like, oh man, here we are again with this entwined circle of people um, like going through time together. But definitely the book, because it's 600 pages, the plot unfolds sort of slowly. Um, You meet a lot of characters early that you don't necessarily loop back to for a while. I mean, you just can't really be in this book for a quick, like a quickie. (laughs) Um, I really liked it. What I always appreciate about Ken Follett books is that in the end, there is always justice. The people who have been like good people for 600 pages or like 60 years, whatever, they ultimately in the end... Get rewarded, and people who have been total Machiavellian Machiavellian shits for 600 pages in 60 years also get their returns at the end of the book. Um, So I always do really appreciate that about Ken Follett. Um, I will say that for this particular book, the whole, not the whole book, but um, the impetus for all of the manipulation is that um, a student was drowned in an accident at this uh, private school. And you don't find out until probably two-thirds or maybe even three-quarters of the way through the book who the murderer was and why he did it. And I will say the only, my biggest criticism criticism of this book is that when we find out who... I wasn't totally surprised who did it, but why he did it just felt a little petty. Um, It felt like generally something that character wouldn't have even really bothered to be concerned about. I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm not the author and I didn't make the character, but... It was sort of like when I read um, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. I didn't buy the loophole that like let the whole book exist. So it's always a little tricky when like the one crucial piece comes out and you're just like, eh, I don't really know about that. <laughs> um, which is how I felt when I, you find out in the book who ultimately killed the young student. You're, I just, when I read it, I was like, meh, meh. Um... Like, obviously, the story they tell you is not true because you know the characters and you can see that, like, the behavior that they're attributing to the person who they say did it is not, like, who he is as a person. Um But I think by the time that they reveal who did it and why, or just sort of... I, personally, was just kind of like, eh. I don't know. Maybe, I guess. but And I think that maybe... Had it been revealed a little sooner, maybe I wouldn't have been so skeptical, but I just felt like by the time it came out, who had killed the kid and why, I just, like I said, I just couldn't really get behind it. But I I did really like the book. I generally enjoy Ken Follett. I like following people through time. I like that people, it's not like coincidental, but I like that people stay connected through different paths. Um... I will say in this book, the mom of the main character, oh, Augusta, she is a really... She's a toot bucket. Like, she (laughs) is not a nice lady. Um, And I think, like I said, one thing that I love about Ken Follett novels is that in the end, everybody gets what they deserve. And I definitely think that... She and and her son both get what they deserve at the very end, Um, and so does the murderer. But, I mean, I think that um, I I enjoyed the book. It's definitely long. Um, I also appreciate that there's always, like, a little underdog in Ken Follett novels, who usually is the good guy. Um, Not always, but... I do also really enjoy a good underdog. And I feel like the main character in this book, the guy who ultimately, like, triumphs, um, I feel like he's very personable. He's kind of... Not, like, an everyman, but I feel like it's easy to connect with him. Like, I'm obviously not a man. And I was like, yeah, I'm here for you, Hugh. Like, you're a cool dude. Like, I was on board for him and wanted him to be successful. Um, But I think that definitely if you are into historical fiction if you are into um like a family drama (laughs) then I would definitely recommend this book or if you just have other enjoyed other books by Ken Follett that I think you would like this book as well um like I said it's definitely not a fast read it um I think it took me about a week maybe a couple two weeks to read this book um but it, it was good. I didn't, like, I never, it didn't feel like a, a chore at all. Um, I enjoyed the book. I would definitely recommend it to a friend. And I personally rated it four stars. Um, I just enjoy Ken Follett's books. I like the long, entwined plot. I like the multiple characters. Um, I like that every character serves a purpose. You hardly ever, in a Ken Follett book, find a character who, like, is only around for one chapter or something like that. Like everybody connects back to someone else even through time. Um, so if you're into like following people through time, if you're into lots of character connections, um, and if you have the time to read a 600 page book, I would definitely recommend A Dangerous Fortune. Like I said, it's been out, it's, Was published like 25 years ago, so you should be able to find it at a library, obviously for a Kindle, um, wherever, however you'd like to read your books, you should be able to successfully find A Dangerous Fortune. And I am currently reading a nonfiction book, so next month we will have at least one nonfiction book to review as part of Third Thursday. Keep reading, readers, keep chugging away on your book goals. And we'll talk to you next month.